chapter 35. I need your prayers today. Amen. I, 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 I'm sorry I can't hang around after church today and any lengthy conversations with anybody. We've got a funeral. We've got to preach today at 3 o'clock. i got to preach my cousin's funeral at 3 o'clock. I've also got to get to the hospital and see my sister, see what's going on with her. Amen. And pray with her in the hospital. So we got a very busy evening. Amen. And uh, I need your prayers. Hallelujah. That God would strengthen us. Give us words to say at that funeral service. Hallelujah. That could help somebody find their way to God. Hallelujah. So pray for us today when you're praying. Amen. When you're eating or whatever, you think about us to say, God, strengthen my pastor. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 35. Amen. I'm going to read verse 1. Be kind to you and let you be seated because I know we've already stood a long time this morning worshiping God. So I'm going to read verse 1, let you be seated, but then I'm going to continue to read. Isaiah 35 verse 1. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. You can be seated. I'm going to keep on reading, though. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. Fear not. I'm going to read that again. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. And he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart and the tongue, amen, of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall, break, shall waters break out and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. And the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there and a way and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men. Though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go upon their own. That highway of holiness. Amen. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness. I want you to say that with me. I shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise God. What a tremendous chapter. Amen. Isaiah has penned for us here. Amen. To look at, to read. Amen. And to examine for just a little while this morning. Amen. What a what some tremendous words. What some words of encouragement and strength. Amen to us here today. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I want to talk to you this morning from this little thought, and the title may throw you off a little bit, but amen. Nevertheless, I'm going to stick with this title. Praise God. If you would throw it up there, sister. Somebody say the word clutter. 
clutter. Praise God. And there's a reason that I've titled this message clutter. Hallelujah. And you'll hopefully understand it before I get through preaching here today. Hallelujah. Clutter. Somebody say it. Clutter. Amen. 713 years before Christ was ever born, Isaiah sits down and eloquently as he could, amen, he describes what revival would look like, amen, when Jesus comes. Hallelujah. And that's exactly what he's done here. Amen. He's put it in eloquent words, amen, the revival, amen, that was going to take place after Jesus came. Hallelujah. He describes a time here in this chapter, amen, of an abundance of rejoicing, amen, with joy in singing, a time when strengthening the weak and strengthening the feeble would be our paramount, amen, issue, hallelujah, amen, it's time, amen, in the midst of revival to strengthen the weak and the feeble, hallelujah, that's what revival is all about, right, us getting back to where we need to be in God, hallelujah, amen, speaking to fearful hearts and challenging them, amen, to be strong and to fear not, the Bible describes here, Isaiah describes for us here a time, amen, when blinded eyes are going to be opened, deaf ears would hear again, lame would walk, amen, the dumb would sing, amen, parched ground will become a pool, hallelujah, a highway of holiness will be there, amen, and that highway of holiness, along that highway of holiness, amen, there's going to be joy and gladness, hallelujah, to those that walk on that highway of holiness. Somebody say revival. That's exactly what Isaiah is describing here in eloquent words. Amen. Hallelujah. But I am, amen, I am sad, amen, to report to you this morning, amen, that the word revival, amen, even though there are hundreds of books written about revival, there are thousands of authors that are coming up with new, amen, themes for revival, ideas for revival, and everything else, hallelujah, amen, I'm sad to report, amen, that the word revival is not even mentioned in the scriptures, the word revival is not in there, hallelujah, but Isaiah was describing what revival would look like when it came. Amen. Hallelujah. So I can't look it up in Hebrew and give you a definition of the word revival. I can't look it up in Greek, amen, and give you a definition of the word revival. But the words revive are in the Word of God. Somebody say revive us, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. The words revive are in the Word of God. Revived are in the Word of God. Reviving, uh, amen, is in the Word of God. So, hallelujah. Amen. If we need revival, it can happen for us today. It can happen for us tomorrow. It can happen to us any time in the future. Amen. Whenever we need to be revived in God, God can let revival break out. Hallelujah. Amen. And we can have that glorious revival experience that Isaiah wrote about. Hallelujah. Now, let me slow down just a minute and build a little foundation here. Hallelujah. Amen. In the days of Samuel and Elijah and Ezra and Nehemiah, amen, Israel needed to be revived. There was times in the Old Testament, amen, where faith was low and Amen, and, 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 and people were really not trusting in God and having confidence in God the way that they needed to. So, amen, under, amen, some strong men, hallelujah, amen, the, the nation of Israel was revived over and over and over again, hallelujah. Back in the Old Testament, God used men, amen, with power and influence to help, amen, the nation of Israel get back on track, hallelujah. I'm talking about strong.
strong men, bold men, fearless men. Amen. Men that could call fire down from heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. And with all that they had going for them, amen, they could not get revival to last long. With all of these men, hallelujah, that God used to... Revive the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. As good as they were, as bold as they were, as fearless as they were, as powerful as they were. Hallelujah. Amen. They could bring Israel to be revived. Hallelujah. But those revivals didn't last very long at all. Hallelujah. But they were necessary. Amen. Those, amen, short revivals. Hallelujah. Periodically coming to Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. They were necessary. Hallelujah. Amen. For the survival of the nation of the children of God. The great temple that Solomon built in Jerusalem, with all of its beauty and splendor and glory, that left men and women, kings and beggars alike. Amen. Simply at all when they saw that temple that Solomon built. Hallelujah. Kings and paupers and, amen, beggars and all in between. When they saw that massive temple, they stood in awe and couldn't believe what their eyes was telling them. Amen. And they stood upon that temple mount there. Hallelujah. In Jerusalem. Hallelujah. They simply, amen, saw it with awe in their eyes. Hallelujah. Amen. But that temple, amen, that temple, would end up with such a sordid history of neglect that when we look back on the, that history of the temple, we wonder, how could the temple of God, amen, when we look back at the temple that Solomon built, amen, with all the glory that came down into that temple, in the, amen, the dedication of that temple, with all the splendor and all the beauty and all the awesomeness, amen, all the silver and the gold and the brass and the, amen, and all the decorations of that awesome temple that Solomon built there, amen, to stop now and look back at the sordid history, amen, of that temple, hallelujah, amen, it, 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 it makes me to wonder how, amen, in the name of the Lord was that temple ever neglected how was that temple ever neglected well let me tell you something it was neglected in Hezekiah amen uh, or King Hezekiah in 2 Chronicles chapter 29 verse 1, 2 and 3 amen the Bible says this Hezekiah began to reign when he was 5 and 20 years old and he reigned, amen, and he reigned at nine and twenty years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that was right, which was in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father had done. He, in the first year of his reign, in the first month of his reign, opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. He opened the doors of that awesome, wonderful, beautiful temple. Amen. When Hezekiah was the 13th king, amen, of, uh, of Israel there, praise God, he was the 13th king. 
Amen. And when Hezekiah became the king, amen, he looked at the temple and he realized that the doors of the house of God had not been opened for a long time. Hallelujah. In fact, the doors of the house of God, amen, were hanging, amen, lopsided on their hinges, amen, so to speak. They needed, amen, to be repaired. Hallelujah. So we opened the doors of that temple after many years of neglect, amen, and the, the temple had been neglected for years and years and years, amen, in so much that temple had been neglected for so long and in so much that verses 15 through 18 tells us a little bit, amen, about what had happened, uh, amen, to that awesome temple that Solomon built, praise God, hallelujah, and they gathered their brethren, <coughs> And they sanctified themselves and came according to the commandment of the king by the words of the Lord to cleanse, amen. Hezekiah opened up the door of the temple and he realized, hey, this temple has been neglected so long. We can't just march right in here and start having sacrifices again. We can't just march right in here, amen, and start singing the glory of God down again. This temple has been neglected so long, hallelujah, amen, that when they opened the door of the house of God, amen, Hezekiah and the Levites said, hey, amen, we can't do anything right now until we clean the house of God. Hallelujah. Now, I hope while I'm preaching this morning, amen, there's some folks in here spiritual enough, amen, to understand, hallelujah, that the temple that I'm referring to, amen, is not the temple that I'm really referring to. Hallelujah. Amen. Because today, amen, we are the temple of the Lord. Hallelujah, but that temple, amen, of the Lord in the Old Testament had been neglected for so long. Listen, listen to the sad report, amen, of that temple. Hallelujah, amen. Next verse, and the priest went into the inner part of the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it. And he brought out all the uncleanness that was found in the temple of the Lord into the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it to carry it out abroad unto the brook of Kidron. Now, they began on the first day of the month to sanctify. And on the eighth day of the month, amen, came they to the porch of the Lord. So they sanctified the house of the Lord in eight days. Eight, listen. Amen. If you go back and count the Levites that were involved, amen, in cleaning the temple of the Lord, there were 14 Levites, amen, Le Levitical priests, amen, full-grown men, amen. It took them, amen, eight days. It took them eight days to clean out the clutter that was in the house of God. What else could it be called other than clutter? Hallelujah. Amen. It took... Amen, eight, uh, uh, <clears throat> amen, how many did I say? Fourteen men, eight days, amen, to clean out the clutter from the house, amen, of God. Amen, letting us know that that temple of Solomon had been neglected, amen, for a long time. Hallelujah. So I assume that the grand glorious temple of the Lord, uh, amen, had been relegated, uh, amen, to a storehouse. Amen. A place just to store junk. The temple of the Lord, dedicated to the name of the Lord, for the purpose of giving 
Amen. Praise and worship to God. That temple, amen, had been so filled with clutter, amen, that it took 14 men, amen, eight days to get the clutter out of it. Hallelujah. But they don't stop there. Amen. And in the 16th day, now go back to that verse of Scripture. And in the 16th day of the first month, they made an end. Think of the clutter. Amen. That all these men could carry out of the house of God in a day, in one day. Think of all 14 grown men. How much clutter could those men take out of the house of God? It took them eight days to gather all of the clutter in there and take it out of the house of God. But their cleaning, amen, was not done yet. It took them eight more days, amen, to mop, to dust. Amen, to sweep. I don't know what all they had to do. Amen, wipe the spider webs down out of the corners. Hallelujah, get the bugs out of there. Amen, I don't know what they had. Amen, but amen, they cleaned the clutter out of the house in eight days. It took them eight more days to get it cleaned up and ready. Amen, to be used as the house of God again. Hallelujah. Amen. Before I move on here, amen, I just got to ask all of us a question. Amen. How much junk, amen, do we have sitting around cluttering up, amen, our temple, amen, of the Lord, amen, which is, uh, which is supposed to belong to him? How much junk can we store in this temple? How much clutter Amen. Can we store in this temple? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 17, eight days to clean it out and then eight more days to clean it up. It took Hezekiah and 14 Levites, 16 days. Amen. To revive, to revive. Here we go. Amen. To revive the temple of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I don't know who, who all is sitting here today, and I don't need, I don't know, amen, the needs of everybody that is sitting in here today. Hallelujah. Amen. But if you're sitting in the house of God, amen, and you're needing revival, amen, that revival may require more, amen, than a 10-minute, amen, lay me down to sleep prayer, amen, when you go at sleep at night. Praise God. Amen. That revival that you need, amen, may take many prayers. Hallelujah. Amen. For for many days for that revival to come. Amen. It don't mean that it's got to take that many days, but hey, amen, however long it takes us, amen, to get to that place, hallelujah, that God wants us to be, we ought to be willing to give it. Hallelujah. Amen. How long did the temple stay clean? After Hezekiah became king and cleaned it all up and got all the clutter out of it. Hallelujah. Well, 2 Chronicles, two chapters later, 2 Chronicles chapter 33, Manasseh, amen, is the new king. And the Bible says that Manasseh was a wicked man. Amen. Manasseh was so wicked that he took Jerusalem to the depths of sin. Amen. To the depths of abomination using witchcraft and sorcery. Amen. And every means that he had available to him that day. Amen. To bring, amen, the nation of Israel back down out of God's good wishes and wills. Hallelujah. Manasseh became the king after Hezekiah. He was a wicked man. But God in his later years sent the Assyrians to capture Manasseh. Verse 12 through 16. I want to read it. Amen. And when he was in affliction, 
He was in prison. The Assyrians had Manasseh, amen, in prison, hallelujah, holding him in bondage, hallelujah. And when he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. And prayed unto him, and he was entreated of him, and heard his supplication, and brought him again. Amen. God heard Manasseh's prayer of repentance. God heard Manasseh's prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. God saw the humbleness. Amen. That was in his heart now. Hallelujah. God heard his prayer of repentance and brought him again. Amen. To Jerusalem, into his kingdom. Amen. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was his God. Now, after he built a wall without the city of David on the west side, I don't know if this is, I don't think I need that scripture. I'm sorry if I gave you that. Hallelujah. All right, go to the next one. Was that all I gave you? And he took away, this is what Manasseh did. He took away the strange gods and the idol. So Hezekiah had the house of God, the temple cleaned up, sweeped out, cleaned out. Amen, to where they could have service again. Manasseh comes along years later, 29 years later, I guess. Amen, becomes the next king of Israel, takes him to the depths of sin. Amen, the Syrians come along. They capture Manasseh, take him off to prison. Amen, he's over there and afflicted. He humbles his heart before God, cries out in repentance. God restores him back to Jerusalem. But when he gets restored back to Jerusalem, amen, then he's got to deal with the issues, amen, of how he contaminated the temple of the Lord, amen, while he was on the throne in, uh, in Israel. The Bible says, amen, when, uh, when he got returned to Jerusalem, he took away the strange gods, amen, and the idol out of the house of the Lord and all the altars that he had built in the mount in the house of the Lord and in Jerusalem, ca he cast them out of the city. And he repaired the altar of the Lord, sacrificed their own peace offerings and thank offerings and commanded Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel. Manasseh reigned for 55 years, and in those 55 years, amen, he had somehow totally forgotten the significance and the importance of the temple. He set idols up in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. He set, amen, uh, you know, he built images to idol gods in the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. He built altars to idols in the house of God in the temple. Amen. In the temple that bear the name of the Lord. That temple was built to bear the name of the Lord. But all of a sudden, there's idols in there. There's altars built to strange gods in there. And when Manasseh was returned, amen, God expected him to deal with the issues that he had caused concerning that temple. I hope somebody caught what I just said. Amen. Hallelujah. If you got issues with your temple... Guess whose issues they are? Those issues are your issues. Until you face those issues, until you come eyeball to eyeball with those issues that you have created, amen, and the things that you've allowed to come into your temple, amen, between you and that now, stand between you and God. You've got to face those issues. You've got to deal with those issues, amen. You've got to get rid of that junk. You've got to get rid of that clutter, amen, that you've allowed to come into your heart. It stands now between you and God, amen, you, amen, and you really truly worshiping God the way that God wants you to. Amen. You got to get the clutter out. Amen. We've all had teenage sons and daughters. Amen. And maybe had a birthday party or a spend the night party. They want to invite five or six or eight or ten. 
of their friends over so they can have a big spending night party. Hallelujah. And all of us parents have, amen, have walked into that bedroom the next day after the spending night party of your daughter or son and five or six or eight or ten of his friends. When you walked into that bedroom, it became clear to you what clutter was. There's pillows thrown everywhere. There's cover thrown everywhere. They, you know, they're, they're, I mean, I'm telling you, amen, young folks can mess something up in a hurry. Especially if they're 10, 11, 12, 13 years old and they're having to spend a night party. Oh, you know, there'll be pizza thrown over there. And a piece of a hamburger thrown over there. French fries scattered throughout the carpet. Now, Amen. If you are a parent of a young person that's ever done that to you, amen, I don't know what is, what, what, how you approached it. Amen. You may have been one of those parents that just sat down on the bed and cried because you thought that it would be wrong for you to ask of your son and daughter or maybe and some of their friends to pitch in and help clean up the clutter. You thought it was going to all be on you, so you sat down and cried because you saw what clutter was all about. Hallelujah. Amen. Or you might be that kind of parent, amen, to say, hey, amen, you slammed the bedroom door and said, I didn't make the mess, and I ain't cleaning up the mess. Amen. You look at that son and daughter and say, hey, amen, when the day is over, hallelujah, you're going to get in and clean that mess up. Amen. Let me tell you the approach of the Lord. Hallelujah. God ain't going to clean up our mess for us. Amen. God ain't going to clean up our clutter for us. Amen. If we've allowed clutter to get in, amen, we've got to deal with it and get it out ourselves. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, we gotta, we got to deal with the clutter. Amen. Especially the clutter that we allow to come in. Hallelujah. Amen. So, in his captivity, he cries out to God, and God restores him and the temple. When people loved God in the Old Testament, they loved, they loved, they respected, amen, the temple of the Lord. They took care of the temple of the Lord, amen. But whenever a king got in there that was wicked or vile or whatever, they, the whole nation got sidetracked, amen, and they began to lose all respect for, amen, the temple of the Lord. Hallelujah. That temple of the Old Testament was built and destroyed, built and destroyed, hallelujah, amen, time and again, amen, throughout history, that temple, there have been many attempts to rebuild that temple, amen, that has been built and destroyed. In A.D. 70, Titus, amen, the Roman general invades Jerusalem and destroys the temple, amen, the walls of the city of Jerusalem, amen, and he left Jerusalem in ruins, hallelujah, amen. So for 1,949 years now, amen, Jerusalem has been, amen, without a man-made temple other than the Muslim mosque that sits on top of that mount right now, which they don't recognize as the temple of the Lord. Amen. The Jews, amen, Jerusalem has been without, amen, a temple, a man-made temple, hallelujah, that they could take pride in or honor in, amen, which Solomon had built for them. Praise God. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2, the Bible says here, a prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet of, uh, uh, upon Where's my English teacher at? Help me out here. Siganoth. Am I close? Siganoth. We'll call it Siganoth. <laughs> All right. Oh, Lord, 
I have heard thy speech, and I was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. Hallelujah. Habakkuk prayed, Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. Now, Habakkuk in the Old Testament, amen, was the last prophet in the Old Testament to use the word revive. Amen. There was no other prophet, amen, after Habakkuk that used, amen, the word revive. So Habakkuk, amen, was the last prophet that used the word revive. Amen. Did Habakkuk see, amen, the reviving that he was praying about, amen, in his day? Did he ever see it? Did he ever experience that reviving? Amen. The answer to that question is no. Hallelujah. Amen. Not at all in his day did Habakkuk, amen, see that reviving of Israel that he prayed about out there, amen, in that verse of Scripture, hallelujah, but, amen, I take, amen, consolation in the fact, amen, that the Bible says that Habakkuk was a prophet, and you know what prophets do, they prophesy into the future, so Habakkuk prayed, Lord, revive the work in the midst of the years, he never saw that revival. So, amen, is it possible that Habakkuk's words, amen, was a prayer of prophecy, amen, that somewhere out there in the future, Lord, amen, you may need to revive your work in the midst of the years. Hallelujah. Amen. Today in the New Testament, praise God. Hallelujah. All throughout the, the book of Acts, amen, all throughout the book of Acts, the temple was still there. So the temple had been built and destroyed, built and destroyed. Amen. But when the New Testament got there, it had been rebuilt again, and there was this temple there in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2 and verse 46 tells us a little bit about that temple. Amen. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple. Amen. And breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. So the early church had the privilege of seeing that temple. The early church had the privilege of visiting that temple. Amen. Worshiping God in that temple. The Bible says they went there daily. Amen. Every day they went to the temple. In Acts chapter 3, amen, there was a lame man that was healed right outside, amen, of the gate called Beautiful. Amen. Was the gate that led into the temple. There was a lame man there. Amen. Peter and John walks up to the lame man. They fasten their eyes on him. They say, silver and gold, amen, we don't have any silver and gold but such as we have. In the name of the Lord, rise and be healed. So the temple was there. Peter and John, the apostles, was visiting the temple. There was a miraculous miracle that took place. Amen. Right outside the gate called Beautiful as they made their way to the temple. In Acts chapter 21, Paul was in the temple over and over and over again. There's several instances in the Bible that tells us, amen, that Paul even jeopardized his own life, amen, to be able to get back to the temple in Jerusalem. So even the apostle Paul got to see, amen, that natural temple. Hallelujah. Paul was beheaded by the Romans, amen, somewhere, amen, around June of A.D. AD 68, hallelujah, I was going to say 1968, he didn't live that long, amen, but he was beheaded somewhere, amen, around June in A.D. 68. Two years after the apostle Paul dies, that temple was destroyed. 
Amen. So here we are. We've got a we got a, a history. Amen. With the tabernacle and then the temple of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now it's all gone. It's all destroyed. Hallelujah. Amen. But did the apostle Paul? Amen. Or did God leave us unprepared? Amen. For amen. Our salvation's sake. Amen. Did he leave us unprepared for the future of the church beyond that natural temple that stood in Jerusalem? No. He didn't leave us, amen, unprepared. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and verse 20 says this. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? So I say, I got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. If you don't have the Holy Ghost and you said that, I'm going to say that you're saying that by faith. And that's all right. Say it by faith. Claim the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. And you will get the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. What? You, what? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Hallelujah. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify your God. Glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God's. So we are the temple of the Lord. And Paul wanted the Corinthian church to know and understand, hey, that temple may be gone. Amen. Or at that time, that temple may be gone pretty soon. Hallelujah. But when that temple is dissolved and gone away, hallelujah. Amen. Don't you ever get in your mind that God's going to be without a temple. Amen. Because now your body is a temple of the Lord. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16 says, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them. Amen. Where does God dwell today? Does he, does he dwell somewhere? Amen. Out there in the desert? Amen. Does he dwell in the mountains? Does he dwell in the city? Where does he dwell? He dwells in us. Hallelujah, and I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. You are the temple of the Lord. I will dwell in you. I will walk in you. I will be your God, and you are going to be my people. Hallelujah. Amen. They didn't leave us unprepared. Amen. For a future, amen, without a natural temple. They didn't leave us. Hallelujah. They, 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 they pinpointed our attention, amen, what we need to point our attention to this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. That natural temple had its time and space, but it's gone now. Now we need to focus our attention on this temple. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 and 22 says, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens of the saints and of the household of God. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ, himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom, in whom, all the building fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom you also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. So not only are we individual temples of the Lord 
every individual here that has, amen, the Holy Ghost this morning, amen, you are an individual temple of the Lord, hallelujah. But we come together in the house of God, amen, to build up a greater temple, hallelujah, amen, a higher, more powerful temple when the, amen, these individual, amen, temples come together in the house of God, amen, God can move in greater ways and more powerful ways, amen, for wherever two or three, amen, are gathered together in, in his name, he's right there in the midst of them to work for them. Acts chapter 7, Stephen leads the Jews with something to chew on. They're about ready to kill him, get rid of him. He's testifying, telling them that they, amen, were guilty of the, of the blood of Jesus, the innocent blood of Jesus. The Jews killed him. Stephen's sitting there testifying, telling them all this stuff, reading their history, reading their mail to them, so to speak. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 7 and verse 48. I don't know if I even gave her that verse. If I did, if I didn't, did I did? I can't see a head shaking. Yeah, no. All right. All right. Well, here's what it says. Howbeit the most high dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophets. When Habakkuk prayed, amen. Hallelujah. When he made when he said that prayer, God, revive your work in the midst of the years. It is my opinion, you can take it with a grain of salt, amen, that Habakkuk was looking into the future, amen, into a time and into an age, amen, that we call the church age, and he would be praying, amen, for that body of believers that we call the church today, amen. He was praying that they would have, amen, times of reviving, times of revival, hallelujah, that would be necessary for them, amen, to live their lives, amen, for the Lord, hallelujah, amen, so that's what I think today, amen, Habakkuk was praying, hallelujah, God, revive your work in the midst of the years, amen, Ephesians verse, chapter 2 and verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, hallelujah, somebody say, God's still working on me, amen, if you're a finished product, I want to shake your hand after church. Amen, because I don't know if I've ever come across a finished product. I don't know if I've ever come across a Christian that didn't need something somewhere from God. So if you've already made it, let me shake your hand before God takes you out of here. Because if you already ready to reach perfection, he's probably going to get you to check out here pretty soon. Amen, so that you won't lapse back into your old ways. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I just want to shake your hand before you get out of here. I'm still, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Huh? Oh, God, I can't sing. I can tell by y'all's look right now, I can't sing. Hallelujah. Next time Sister Rose up here sing, I'm going to jump up here beside and just, just mouth it. Make it look like I'm singing her voice anyway. Let me tell you something. When we repent of our sins, when we get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and we get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we become the temples of the Lord. Hallelujah. And whether you know it or not, and I know that you know it, if you've been living for God very long, amen, even though you are the temple of the Lord, 
Amen. You are going to need reviving from time to time. Hallelujah. That's why all of these books are written. That's why all these authors are out there pumping out all these books and ideas and thoughts and, amen, things about revival. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Revival is going to come, amen, when God sends revival. Hallelujah. Amen. When God sees our need is to a place that, hey, amen, I better revive these folks so that they can carry on. God sends revival in his time. Amen. Hezekiah prayed, amen, or uh, Habakkuk prayed revive that work in the midst of the years. Hallelujah. If you are a new convert here this morning, amen, let your first love take you as long as it will. Let your first love take you as far as it will. Hallelujah. Amen. But at some point, amen, hallelujah, that first love is going to need to be revived. At some point in your life, you're going to need another touch from God. You're going to need a fresh anointing of God upon your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So let that first love take you as far as it will. Amen. And when you get there, then make up your mind that you're just going to keep on falling in love. Amen. With the Lord over and over and over again. That's what I did early on. Hallelujah. Amen. My first love took me as far as it could. And then I just lifted my eyes to heaven and said, God, amen, I'm standing in the need of being revived right now. But God, I'm making up my mind that I'm just going to keep on falling in love with you. Amen. Over and over and over again till you come and take me out of here. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to keep that first love alive and well. Hallelujah. Amen. That is possible only through revival. The only way to keep your first love on fire, first love, amen, that excitement about serving God, that thrill about going to church. Hallelujah. Amen. It, it takes revival. Hallelujah. Keep that. Amen. Going that way in our hearts and souls today. Hallelujah. So many people today backslide because they don't see their need for reviving. Amen. They get a little touch from God. Maybe they speak in tongues. Get baptized in Jesus' name. And then they develop this mentality. I got all I need from God. I got all I need. Amen. I repented. I got baptized. I got the Holy Ghost. That's all I need. No, that ain't all you're going to need. You're going to be renewed. You're going to need to be renewed over and over and over and over. Hallelujah. Your love for God has got to be renewed. Oh, you got to keep on falling in love with the Lord over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so many people backslide because they don't see their need for reviving. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to remember to pray. Amen. When, uh, amen. When we, when we need, when we get to that point that we need reviving, amen, we got to remember to pray the prayer that Habakkuk prayed, revive your work in me, Lord, in the midst of the years. Revive your work in me. Hallelujah. Remember in Hezekiah's day, clutter filled the temple. Took 14 men eight days. I, God, I can't even imagine what was stored in that temple. I, I, I don't I guess furniture, clothes, books. Whatever anybody didn't want to keep in their house, I guess they'd been toting it down to the temple and storing it in the temple for years. Hallelujah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what kind of personal artifacts may have been in there from previous kings or previous folks. Hallelujah. But the temple was, amen, just cluttered from one end to the other with junk. Somebody say junk. Clutter 
fill the temple. The word clutter means a number of things, a number of things scattered about in disorder. There's no order to clutter. I remember getting a phone call from a gentleman, and that's all I'm going to say. No, that's not all I'm going to say, but I'm, that's all I'm going to say about these people. I remember getting a phone call from this gentleman, asked me to come pray for his wife. I said, sure, I'll be over there as soon as I can. I think it took me about an hour to get done with what I was doing and, hey, man, to get to his house. And Hallelujah. And I've I never been to these people's house before, never, never. But he comes to the screen door, and he opens up the screen door. Come on in, Brother Ralph. And uh, I walked in. And uh, I didn't know which way to turn because there wasn't no way to turn. I guess his wife was on the back side of the house, and there was this little trail about this big, just enough for a human being to get through the living room, to get through the kitchen, to get through another room, amen, to get back there to where his wife was at, where I went back and prayed for her. I've never seen so much clutter in my life. How in the world do you live in a house when you can't sit on the couch? You can't sit at the dinner table? You can't make it? Well, there was, I think there was a little bitty, amen. From that main trail that went from the front of the house back to that bedroom, there was a little bitty trail that went to the refrigerator. So I guess the guy had it mapped out. I got to go to the refrigerator and I got, I don't know. I've never seen so much clutter in all of my life. And I made up my mind right there. I said, God, I don't want to live this way. You know, everybody's house gets cluttered. Everybody's home, amen, gets in disarray sometimes. But if you don't like living in clutter, amen, you will occasionally get in there and straighten it all up and clean it all out. My wife hates for me to start cleaning up and cleaning out. I'm telling you because I start throwing stuff away. When she ain't looking, I'm pitching this in the garbage sack. When she ain't looking, I'm pitching that in the garbage sack. And you say, you cruel old man, you. I hate clutter. I really do. And I refuse to live in clutter. Hallelujah. Amen. Clutter can, hallelujah, affect you naturally like it did that family. They were left with just a little trail through the house. And I thought, how restricted, how restricted a family would be would have to be. How restricted would their movement in their own household be if all we had was a little trail leading from one room to another room? Let me tell you something. There's clutter that wants to restrict my walk with God, and there's clutter that wants to restrict your walk with God. Hallelujah. Amen. And right now, I'm not talking about clutter in your house, your natural house. That is natural things. And we have to do that. We have to get mops out and brooms out and dust pans out and, amen, and dust rags. And we have to start cleaning stuff up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It is a number of things scattered about in disorder. Hallelujah. It took eight days to clean up the clutter in the temple. Eight days more to mop and clean and sweep and get the spider webs out of there. Hallelujah. Remember, Manasseh set up idols in the temple. 
That was a natural temple filled with natural clutter. Amen. And natural items. Hallelujah. But yours, your temple today is a spiritual temple. What can clutter a spiritual temple? Let me give you just a handful of things here. What can clutter up our spiritual temples? Envy, jealousy, strife, hatred, bitterness, gossip, backbiting. My God, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. There's a long list of things that can clutter up our temple. Hallelujah. And if you're here this morning and you know, you know, amen, that what I'm preaching, amen, may be beneficial to you if you'll just listen and take some counsel this morning. The counsel that I have, amen, for you this morning, hallelujah, if, is, is if you do have bitterness and envy and jealousy and strife and hatred and all these other things cluttering up your temple, you need to go in there. You need to go in there. You need to go in there. It doesn't matter how long it takes. You need to go in there and get that mess cleaned out. Hallelujah. Amen. Because if you clutter up that temple enough, the Spirit of the Lord will not dwell. The Bible tells us that the Spirit of the Lord will not dwell in an unclean temple. So we got to keep this temple clean. Amen. That clutter can only collect in your heart. Envy, jealousy, strife, bitterness, hatred, all this stuff. That, 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 that clutter can only collect in your heart, amen, when you lose the desire of needing and you, you lose the idea that you need reviving. One week of neglect leads to one month of neglect. One month of neglect will lead to one year of neglect. Two years of neglect. Five years of neglect. Ten years of neglect. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, hallelujah, it took Hezekiah eight days and 14 great grown men, amen, to carry all that junk out of the temple in Jerusalem. It took them eight more days to get it cleaned up and ready to have church in, hallelujah. I'm not telling you this morning it's going to take you 16 days to get your temple cleaned up. But if it did, let me say this, if it did take 16 days to get it cleaned up, wouldn't it be worth it? Wouldn't it be worth spending 16 days of prayer, fasting, seeking God, getting all that clutter out of your heart? Wouldn't it be worth it? Hey, man, let me tell you the secret here. There is a little secret that I want to share with you. It don't take 16 days. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a song here. Hallelujah. And if you're in this house and you got clutter in your heart, you know that needs to come out. Amen. I'm telling you that by faith, amen, if you'll get up out of your seat and if you'll come up here, amen, to the front of this sanctuary and you lift your hands to God and say, God, I've allowed clutter, amen, to affect my heart. I've allowed clutter, amen, to get in my heart and separate, amen, me from you. I've let clutter, dust, spider webs. Amen. I've, I've let all kinds of stuff get in my heart, God. If you'll come up here this morning, amen, and spend just a little while, amen, talking to God, saying, God, I need you to revive me in the midst of the years. Amen. The preacher's preaching to me this morning. God, I am one of those, amen, that need reviving. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're too busy to go to church, you got too much clutter in your life. Amen. If you got, amen, if you're too busy to stop and pray, 
you got too much clutter in your life. Amen. If you got too much, amen. If you're too busy to come, amen, to church. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're too busy to be faithful to church, you've simply let too many things, amen, get in your heart. Amen. To separate you from God, the house of God, the place, amen, to where you can really have revival. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. You can take care of all of that this morning in just a few moments. If you will get out of your seat as they begin singing the song, come right up here to the front of this church and lift your hand to God and mean it from the depths of your soul. God, I need reviving. God, I need reviving. I need you to revive me in the midst of the years. You and I need the revival that Isaiah saw in chapter 35. A revival where blinded eyes can see, the deaf can hear, the lame can walk, the amen, healing, signs and wonders and miracles in church growth. Church growth, Acts chapter 4. Did I give you those scriptures, sis? As they spake unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Being grieved that they taught the people that preached through preached through Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They laid hands on them and put them in the hole until the next day. For it was now eventide. Go to the next verse of scripture. I think it's verse 16. Amen. What's happening here? You remember that guy told you that got healed that sat by the gate called beautiful that is Peter and John was going into the temple. That man had been there for years and years and years. Everybody in the community knew that he was, uh, you know, he was lame. Praise God. He needed healing. He needed a touch. Hallelujah. And the only reason that he was shouting now, dancing in the temple, worshiping God in the temple was because something miraculous had happened. God touched that man. Hallelujah. And he went into the temple leaping and shouting and dancing and praising God. Verse 16 is my last verse of Scripture. Saying, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them and is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. When you and I get to the place, hallelujah, that we can experience revival. Amen. To the point that notable miracles that cannot be denied, amen, is happening, amen, in our church, in our fellowship, amen, around the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the church will grow, amen, and then the church will have revival, hallelujah, the way that God intended for us to. Let's stand to our feet this morning. It's hard to come in here and preach one message. Amen. To preach a message that refers to life. Hallelujah. And then leave here and go to preach a funeral service of someone that has passed away. Very, very difficult thing to do here today. So I need your prayers. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. If you need reviving in the midst of your years, I'm just asking you to be honest. I'm not going to ask you what your problem is. I'm not going to talk to you and say, hey, tell me what your your issues are. Hallelujah. I'm just going to ask you to walk to the front of the church, lift your hand to God and say, God, revive me. Revive me, oh God, in the midst of the years because I need that revival.
Hallelujah. Nobody wants to come. We'll dismiss and go home. Maybe nobody here needs reviving. Nobody know. Maybe maybe nobody here needs a amen, a touch this from the Lord here Come on. Hallelujah. God revived me in the midst of my years. God, I've been living for you for 40 years, God. 40 years, God, I've been serving you. 40 years I've been preaching. 37 years I've been pastoring, God. How many times in those 40 years, God, have I been on the bottom? Hallelujah, God, have I been down and out, God, needing a, a helping hand to get up. Hallelujah to me so that I can continue, amen, on my journey, God, and in the calling that you placed on my life, God. Hallelujah. God, in 40 years, God, you've come to my rescue, amen, over and over and over and over again, God, and I know God today. Lord, if I will simply by faith, God, pray, God, will you revive me, God? Will you revive me in the midst of my years, God? Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, will you revive me in the midst of my years, God? Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I believe you're going to do it, God. I don't believe you're going to leave me out here alone, God. Oh, God, because in that desert place that Isaiah prophesied about, there's going to be springs that issue forth, God. Springs in the desert. Hallelujah, there's going to be water springing up. Hallelujah. In our desert places, Isaiah prophesied of a revival that you and I can have today. If we could just see our need for reviving, if we could just see our need, hallelujah. Oh, for a fresh, brand new touch from heaven today, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, if you've allowed things to come between you and your church attendance, hallelujah, maybe you need to get up here and say, God, Dedicating myself to you, to your house, to your church, God, to your people, God. Come on, somebody. Come on, sing it loud. Come on, sing it. Sing it. Sing it, sing it with heart. Sing it with meaning. Hallelujah. Turn the microphones up. Amen. Let's, let's hear the words of this song right now. Hallelujah. God, revive me, restore me, strengthen me, oh God. Hallelujah. God, in the midst of the years, God, don't let me lose vision. Amen. Of heaven be in my home someday. God, I need reviving. God, help me to clean the clutter out, God. Lord, help me to clean the cobwebs out of my mind, God. Hallelujah. Help me to clean the dust out. Oh, God, help me to, amen, to clean up my act, God, today. Hallelujah. Lord, let me, let me clean up my walk with you today, God, in Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I need you today. I need you today, God. I need that fresh breath. God, I need you to breathe on me. 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 God, today. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, right now, in the name of Jesus. God, touch the man right now. God, you know what it means today. God, God. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Why don't you guys just reach over and wrap your, wrap your arms around that brother that's standing close to you. Just wrap your arms around their shoulder and help them pray right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, sisters. Why don't you do the same thing? Hallelujah. Why don't we pray one with another right now? God, God revive us, God. Revive us, God. Hallelujah. Renew us, God, today in Jesus' name. Stretch forth. Stretch forth. Break forth. Break forth, God. Release me. Oh, God, release me this morning, God. Release me this morning, God. Hallelujah. No God, I got too much clutter. Lord, help me, God. Help me, God, to be determined to get rid of this clutter, God. God, help me to dwell in a clean house. Hallelujah. Help me, God, to have a clean temple. A temple, God, that you don't mind dwelling in, God. Hallelujah, today. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. I got one request for a prayer cloth. Does anybody else need a prayer cloth? Two, three, four, five. Prayer cloth. I'll just anoint a good many of them. Preachers, if you would, gather right here in the front. Let's pray over these prayer cloths. Hallelujah, Jesus.
lift your hand one more time. Pray for my sister. They just took her out of her hospital room to the ICU. Her oxygen level is dropping very low. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God, we pray for Sister Sylvia. God, we pray, God, that you would be there with her, God, in that ICU room, God. Lord, that you would guide the hands of those physicians as they work with her and try to help her, God, today. Lord, we pray, God, that your hands will be on her, God. Hallelujah, God, that your touch will be there, God. Hallelujah. God, move in the power of the Holy Ghost, God. Sister Sylvia, right now, God bless her. Heal her body, raise her up, God. Give her the miracle that she needs today, God. She's got a family that loves her, God. Hallelujah, God. That would, oh, God, be devastated, God. Hallelujah. She didn't pull through, God. We're asking you, God, for the miracle that she needs right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not going to have time to sit around and talk. Like I said, we got to get going. we got to preach.